about I mean, 14 months. What it'll be? I was gonna say 30 years next year. So it's wild when I say that, and I go, I was 14 when I watched this movie. So yeah, it says a lot about JJ's life trajectory. Dude, I snuck into this movie too. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judging, Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, bell notification buttons. Uh, tell a friend about us. Tell your family members about us. Tell a couple of uh, narcotics police officers about us. Or tell a dastardly thief slash drug dealer about us. We're okay with that, too. If they listen, tell them to stay away from us. Tell them to share. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it out loud, but I thought they'd get the hidden hint there. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so we're uh, continuing on. We'll talk about that here in a second. But first, we want to share our thanks once again with Manscaped for sponsoring this episode as well. Um, And yeah, 2024 is here in full swing. And that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in from our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash, it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This guy right here is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean shaven look, the trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now's your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. You can go to manscaped.com and use code The Verdict, as you can see there on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, remember that's use code The Verdict, all one word for 20% off plus free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. So go check it out. Pick something up. Get your 20% off. And to mm. continue with the theme this month and past months for these guys, Mattson, I turn the time over to you for another moment of Manscaped. Manscaped right, greatness. Uh, I won't be able to sing this, but I'm just, it'll probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what, <laughs> what beat do you this is going mean? to. You won't be able to sing. Make up your Redhead so bright. Manscaped lawnmower in sight. New Year's resolution, gonna do it right. Trimming and pruning, keeping it all neat. With my Manscaped lawnmower, there's no defeat. Oh, redheaded darling and Manscaped tool. We'll laugh and cheer as we rule. New Year's resolution, funny but true. With my Manscaped lawnmower, everything's new. Dude, that's a banger. Hey. Dude, they're going to the arts number one. Gonna ask you to write the next jingle, dude. That's all I'm let's, saying. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. That was epic. This is why. Yep. That's why we're still. That's why we're still sponsored. That's why Matson's still on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> that and he makes good shorts. So with that, go get your 20% off and free shipping with the code, the verdict. Uh, tell them about if you want. Tell them about the jingle over on the what's our verdict podcast. Uh, you can do that at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. Um, yeah, we love it. And we thank them for sponsoring. We love Manscaped. We use their stuff because it's awesome. So with that, February, it's week three. We're still continuing movies that are over the top or go big or go home films. Uh, next on the docket is Bad Boys. It was released April 7th, 1995. That shit makes me feel old. Um, should. I know 
It was, <laughs> and it it does. It was written by George Gallo and Michael Berry. It's directed by Michael Bay. Stars Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Checky Cairo. I don't know if that's his name. He's got a, one of those weird ones. Um, Emmanuel Zurab, Mark McCauley, Ralph Gonzalez, Teresa Randall. Uh, and why is his name not? How do they really not have Joey Pants on the, the front page? Anyway, and Joey Pants. Joe Pantalo. I'd never say his real name right. Do you know how to say it, Alec? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. How is he uh, not on here? I can't believe you didn't ask me. Oh, Matson, how do you say his name? I have no idea. I know. That's why I'd ask. Uh, oh, there he is. Joey Pantoliano. Something, I don't know. Joey Pants. Joe Pantoliano. I love Joe. Anyway, he's the Captain Howard, one of my favorite characters, which we'll talk about. But uh, this movie is about... This is great. I love this. Two hip detectives <laughs> protect the witness to a murder while investigating a case of stolen heroin from the evidence storage room from their police precinct. Hip. They just love they have to put hip in there. It makes no sense to me. It's the 90s, whatever. JJ. It's the 90s. I know. I know. Um, this is why. Okay. So I got to I gotta set some context behind this film. Like, and why. Look, the original Bad Boys, this film is one of my favorite films to watch. Not because it's a great film in terms of a film, but it is wildly entertaining to me. And it has a lot of, it's a lot of interesting firsts that haven't always worked out. And some of them have worked out. For example, this is the first like major blockbuster for Will Smith. Like he had done, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air TV show. I don't, but I think this was his first move foray into film. Uh, and in Madsen's trivia again. <laughs> well, we're, we're already in a rock and a hard place because what our listeners don't know and now will know is this is actually our second time talking about this movie. It is? I think so, isn't it? I, or am I having a deja vu moment that never existed? I thought we, we, we talked about already. We talked about the third. We did a recording for the new one, the Bad Boys, uh, the third one, the most recent one that came out. Oh man, but we didn't do mind. this one. Yeah, my mind's all over the place right now. I'm having like deja vu. And we're like, wait, I feel like we did, but didn't we? And then I've, I've been confused this whole time. Either that or you're you're talking about Gemini Man because it's Will Smith, and then I no, I was because that movie I, thankfully, was thankfully, I, I, I missed I missed that. Oh one. yeah, you missed that. That was just me and and Javier and Ian. Like that one was that was a movie. But yeah, no, we haven't done Bad Boys. Um, but it was also Will. It, not aside from Will Smith, it was also the first movie uh, that our lovely friend Michael Bay directed. Before that, he did nothing but music videos. And <laughs> the more I think about Michael Bay, and I've talked about Michael Bay a few times on this podcast, his movies are all just big long music videos <laughs> with dialogue instead of music, like or song lyrics. Anyway. But I, that's so I, I thought it was interesting, but it did like make famous a couple of weird shots, like types of shooting camera angles that they've been used in future stuff. But uh, that's kind of why I picked it, because it does go over the top. Like this movie's wild. Oh, yeah, when it's wild. And so that was why one of the, it was one of the first ones that came to mind. And Bad Boys 2 is even more wild, but I actually don't like that movie as much as I like this one. So 
yeah, that's why I chose this one. That's a little bit of that wild, but still within the realm of possibility. Sure. Which makes it nice. But I was just thinking when this movie kicked off, this is such a 90s movie. Oh, yeah. Like you have the introduction to your two, you know, protagonists, and then you go on this 15 minute heist. Yeah. Which could have been 30 seconds. <laughs> but I love it because that's a kind of a 90s staple. Just yep. have this big kind of, especially at this time, have this big kind of elaborate overblown heist where they've got all this gear all this equipment and it was just enjoyable and i was sitting there i was going oh yeah this is the 90s <laughs> welcome back to the 90s baby yeah, yeah but it. for me this is a movie i first came across on tv a couple times and it's seen large like significant chunks of it and i'd seen the ending but i i guess i'd and i'd have seen it since all the way through but i haven't seen it in a while but i remember it for certain iconic bits and pieces of it and um yeah like it's an understatement to say this movie feels like the 90s and is outlandish in like the best ways possible uh, there's not a lot of mundane that this movie does like everything is theatrical to the to the ninth degree but it it works really well because you've got uh between will smith and um why am i forgetting the other guy's name the, the other yeah, Martin Lawrence. Like, I mean, what chemistry? Um, and a lot of their, I remember that a lot of that banter that they have on screen wasn't actually like supposed to be written in, not what they were planning, but it they found out there it works so well. And that's really what Bad Boys is to me is without their their banter, this movie would probably just be some massive hot garbage of just wild camera angles and explosions and car chase and everything. But they they provide enough of that. Um, synergy just i basically like to me they're like brothers that bicker and just are just trying to like razz each other the whole time but they make it work and um it's an enjoyable movie yeah agreed um i'm ready for trivia you got some trivia for us yeah this one's gonna be easy if you guys if this should be one both of you should be able to get so whoever gets it first is gonna be liked more the main theme song uh, for this movie is that. seen in is heard in what other famous television show? Oh yeah, Bad Boys. Yeah, it's Bad Boys, and then what TV show is that? Cops. Like the yes, oh, Cops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I mean, JJ Matson's favorite. Oh JJ's, darn, JJ's definitely. Oh darn, that's funny. <laughs> what was the? Uh, how, how much money did this movie gross worldwide? Again, guardrails zero to five hundred. Uh, I'm going to say this one made 280. 141. Really? Lower but than it had I a thought. very, surprisingly, for how much explosions and such that this movie has, the budget was only 19 million. Huh. So margin wise, pretty good. I thought it would have been a lot higher than that based off a lot of what they do in this movie, but thinking they about it just more. filmed real Miami explosions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things were much cheaper in the 90s, too. I. Be interested to see, like, if you plugged it into one of those nowadays movies. Because I mean, that's damn. You're pushing. Oh God, that makes me feel so old. But you're pushing thirty years. Yes. Yeah. About I mean, fourteen months. What it'll months, be? I was gonna say wait, thirty years next year. So I, it's wild when I say that, and I go, I was fourteen when I watched this movie. So yeah, it says a lot about JJ's life trajectory. Dude, I snuck into this movie too. Because 
we actually lived in a small town when this came out and they wouldn't let they actually checked your id like to get into r-rated mm. movies but it was this teeny little movie theater in a in the mall in this tiny little town and there were like four screens and so yeah we bought a ticket for something and then snuck in like just jump theaters to it ah the old jumping theaters we've all done it before actually i really only feel like i've done it like one time but we should do it a lot um who turned down Mike Lowry's role first? Will Smith was not the first person cast. Yeah. This individual, I'll give you a hint. Uh, if I remember correctly, they were a very well-known comedian at the time. Chris Rock. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Eddie Murphy. Not a bad. It, you're, I mean, as I say, Tucker. the only reason the only reason I would say it wasn't Eddie Murphy is because he had already done like Beverly Hills. This, Cop. Person, this person was clearly very famous in the nice, and then they've gone. I think they do like a talk show now, or have been doing that for a long time, and they're not nearly as famous as they once were. Please tell me it wasn't Steve Harvey. Like no, Arsenio Hall. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I could see that one, especially because um, he would have been fresh off of coming to America. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that's. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's anything else that I want to. No, I think we're good. I I got a fun fact about it. When it was originally written, it was originally written for one character. It was not meant to be a buddy cop oh. type film. And they were originally like they were originally obviously thinking about Arsenio Hall, apparently. But once they decided on Will Smith, it was actually I don't remember who it was that talked about bringing in Martin Lawrence, but somebody had said, you need to bring in Martin Lawrence and mm -hmm. test for the role. And they decided to add him because he was so funny. And Will Smith was an untested star, but like the company, like the production company wanted to make a standalone film with Will Smith because of his success in uh, Fresh Prince. So, but they turned it into when they're, when they tested and they were like, he's funny. So they added, which thankfully they did because Obviously, I'm with you, Matt. So this wouldn't be the same film. Like, if it was just a solo, or if it was anybody but these two, like, man, they together are hilarious. That's why I think this has one of the greatest openings in a like an, a silly, over the top action comedy film. Like, they're arguing back and forth, and it was so good that that gag has followed them into later in the movie, and then it followed them into the second movie, and they did it again in the third. So, I mean, the gag works, and it's funny to watch him like bitching and moaning at each other, and everybody's like what the hell's going on right now and then they turn the tables because i love the first one when they try to they almost hijack the carjack them but the one in the freaking the, the market's even better where the dude like freeze bitch he's like no you freeze bitch like <laughs> oh i'm fucked like it's just i love all of that banter and it's good because the rest of the film like one of my biggest issues is like okay I get why the captain had Marcus take the phone call in the first place and go get her and pretend to be Mike Lowry. But once it's done and she's in, like it's so it's like so unnecessary to send him to live in Lowry's house with their like it's so you're like, it's no fucking wonder they stole the heroin from your police station because you're a bunch of fucking morons. Why do you why do you have all the pictures of him? It's oh, oh he yeah. when you when, you, when they save your life, like you you really want to remember. You're like, oh yeah. It's it so only works bad. because it's Hollywood, because otherwise it's just 
I mean, well, not even other. It's just dumb. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think they tried a little too hard there, but I mean, it added some funny elements to it, like the uncomfortable sexual tension that they wanted yeah. you to have, um, especially when he like calls uh, Mike Lowry. They're him and uh, not his wife, but they're talking about something and like just the over the top nature of all that. It's just so funny. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that what they're talking about in that scene, but he basically thinks he's like having sex with his wife. And you're just like, oh man. Yeah, it's, it's a photo album. Put it back in. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <he> goes, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then he goes and gets beat up by the other two cops. Like it's great. It's my house. I there, there's moments like that because I love too when Will Smith messes with Marcus in the with, yeah, when Mike messes with Marcus in the police station and he's like, so what are you wearing? <laughs> like, it's like, she hung up like two minutes ago. I'm messing with you. Like that whole, I mean, I'm thankful that they did it. It's just every time I watch it, I'm like, it, it was all for the comedy because there was no reason to keep the switch up. But man, and then the moment when like his wife sees him on the camera, on the shootout in the street, like throwing buckets of ether out of the back of the truck like that kind of over-the-top action just mixed with the comedy but like to me this is some of the funniest dialogue and to your point Matt, and a lot of it was ad-libbed and came up like when they walk in the house at first like that first house and they're like don't be alarmed it's like no nah, no nah, man you got too much bass in your voice like it scares white folks <laughs> just there there's very few movies that i don't that i laugh as hard at the pure dialogue and this is one of them. And it continues into part two. There's some great moments like that in all of the movies. But this one really sets the tone for just the great quotable stuff from this movie. Love it. But that and the action scenes are really good in this film, too. Like, that's one of the things. Because it was Michael Bay's first, like, I feel like he hadn't got a hunger for it and a taste for the more wild. Because they're wild. Don't get me wrong. Throwing ether out of the back of a thing. Like some of the action you're like holy shit like but later on in his films like michael bay gets out there like you're like mm, no that's not gonna happen and even in part two like of this franchise like there's a part where they're driving some cadillac down the street and body parts flying out of a morgue truck and you're just like okay that's a little much but this one i think it just there's a nice sweet spot pocket that worked to fit the over-the-top comedy, the over-the-top dialogue, and the action fits right in with it. You're like, it all makes sense and fits together. And I can let go of how ridiculous it all is just because it's fun. I want to hear more yeah. from Alec. Alec, what about you in this movie? This movie I, I enjoy. One thing that's kind of missing, though, and I, I get why they did it, was I didn't think there was enough Fouché, the bad guy. Mm. And I mean, I don't know if the original plan was to have more, but then you look at what Will Smith and Martin Lawrence do together and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. We don't really need a bad guy to be a bad guy. But there's so little screen time for him. I mean, you have this kind of ominous feel about him, but he does a really good job of bringing that on screen. And to me, it was just like, I wanted to see more of him because he is very talented. He's got the kind of wherewithal to be this you know, over the top villain, but we don't get to see a whole lot of him. Um, and it, it's one of those scenes where I'm kind of glad we don't at the same time that I hate it because, you know, any more screen time he gets means less screen time with Dumb and Dumber. But at the point, you know, 
it's like, okay, I had this great villain, but I'm not utilizing him. Which That's is fair. a little bit hard for me because I do enjoy a really good villain. I mean, That's I don't fair. disagree with you. Like JJ said, this movie is far from perfect. It just has very enjoyable moments that I think there's enough of them that you can gloss over that there's definitely issues with this movie. Like it, like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't assume he's not close to my top 10, but for a movie that you want to watch with people and enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's hard pressed to find something that's an easier pick. I th- I feel like you're going to get no complaints from bad boys, right? Yeah. Like nobody's going to necessarily fall over themselves to say, this is the must see movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come out of that experience like you're talking about with watching it with friends going, why did I do that? <laughs> Whereas if we watched Red Cliff together, I would be outnumbered <laughs> two out of three. Oh, but we easy. could sit down and watch Bad Boys. We all walk away having a good time. Yeah. Oh, it's a very good point. And I, you know, I'll be the first one to say that from like a movie standpoint, is this a good movie? No. Like there's so many plot holes and so many issues and like, ridiculousness that and and even like from a filming perspective so like the most famous shot in this and it's something that you know michael bay was like well i love that was that shot where they're standing up after the street like the foot chase and like there's like the camera angle that's looking up and circling them like that shot is a staple in every michael bay movie from then on and it's like and it's a cool shot in that movie but when you look at something like that from a filming and action, like none of it's realistic, it's all out there. It's, but so I picked it for this because the overtop nature, but it's also one of those movies that no matter how many times I watch it, like, and I, and how recognizable that from a film perspective, it's not a good movie, but from an entertainment perspective, like I, there's, I cannot say that I don't have a good time when I watch this movie ever like there's never been a time i watched it that i haven't come away going yeah that was fun i'm glad i did that but yeah it's not a good movie like plot holes dialogue the only the great dialogue in the film is all ad-lib shit like there's nothing that stands out that maybe i'm I'm sure captain howard's like losing his shit all the time like one of my favorite scenes of this is the basketball free throw shit like where he's missing like by a mile and he's like, I'm just making every one before you assholes got here. <laughs> like Captain Howard, thankfully he's been in all the movies and it was really sad in part three. I won't say it, but spoiler alert, that was rough day part of three, but like the first two movies, like he's one of my favorite characters. Cause he's like this balancing act between these two guys that do whatever the hell they want in a in a and they make all these mistakes and they do things in a terrible fashion like they're not good detectives (laughs) they luck their way into busts and then but then there's captain howard there to keep them going like you two morons like i can't believe you get you got to go out and do it though go do what you do i don't give a shit gloves are off go figure it out so like it's just this whole thing that they that works well together even though it should not like if you think about it from an each individual piece perspective it shouldn't work, but it does. So that's, but yeah, it's not a good movie from a movie's perspective, but entertaining and it's yeah. very, very rewatchable. It got some great one liners. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I agree too, Alec, just to touch on your point, like 
Fouché is a great villain just because he's so menacing. I think the one thing that kills me is he hires a lot of friggin' worthless goons, though. Like, <laughs> like stupid people. Yeah, you're like, come on, dude. Like, did you leave all the good guys in France? Because Jesus, you got some shitty goons, man. <laughs> well, weren't they like family? Like, at least I, the one was, I think. And so it's like, I mean, this is the guy who I feel like would not hire his family as a favor. <laughs> sure <laughs> like 100 he'd be the one to be like nah you i mean this guy is the guy who killed the chemist for being two hours late on his deadline that's fair that is fair but yeah i mean it, yeah incompetent goons another staple of the 90s fair <laughs> also because you can't have goons that are better than your main character yeah. That's true, and they have to be pretty ridiculous in this one not to be better than your main character because, oh, this one's rough. Yeah, they're they're, uh, but again, their their charisma and their back and forth. Jeez, it's it's when you think of like buddy cop movies or buddy movies in general, like these two have to come to like a a list of like yeah, their their dynamic together works very well. Oh, no doubt. I mean, even Bad Boys for Life that came out a couple of years ago. I mean, the number two, number three were so spaced apart. They still had it. Like, and I mean, yeah. it's a testament to their just the relationship they have and the the, the way those jokes fly. And it was it's kind of timeless. That's uh, the way I, I liken it. It's it's definitely a movie that timeless in the sense that the, their charisma is still there. This movie, being Bad Boys, definitely walked into the '90s and very much has the the dress the. I don't know all of it. It just feels like I'm stepping backwards in time and, and which is part of the, what I like about this movie because it feels so much like that, that it's a good reality check to be like, man, you remember when like you had cassette tapes and had all this analog stuff and like, was that really like what Miami was like back then? And all, it just kind of transports you there. And I think this movie, that's another compliment I give it is it makes you feel like the time period that you were in, um, and part of that is what makes me laugh. Yeah. Or like a sports car that didn't have a cup holder. <laughs> but I, you know, and it very much was in the vein of like you had in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, Eddie Murphy with Beverly Hills cop being a success. And then 48 hours and another 48 hours. And like these buddy cop movies or like cop movies that worked well together, like very much, capitalizing on the success of those and trying to recreate that. And I think this is one of the only ones that kind of came close. Like you, if you ask me to watch Beverly Hills cop or bad boy, I'm always going to choose Beverly Hills cop because it's the far superior product in every way. But this one works in that same vein, same with 48 hours. Like even though Nick Nolte's a wackadoo back then, he could act really well. And even now he still acts well. He's just weird. But Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte together was really interesting as well. It was more serious, 48 hours and another 48 hours. But Beverly Hills Cop was hilarious. I can't wait. They're doing another one called Foley that's coming out soon. Then it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to watch it because it was great. And it's the same reason I go watch these movies because they're talking about a Bad Boys 4. And when it comes out, I'll go watch it because I want to watch Will Smith and Martin Lawrence the back and forth and the, them yelling at each other. But then when somebody gets after one of them, they're you know on the same page and everybody closes ranks so it's great i love it good times all right this is a short one but should we rate it let's do it 
All right, this is mine. It's first. Uh, look, guys, this movie makes me laugh. And But if I'm keeping in, in check with a rating and from a good movie perspective, will I always enjoy this movie? Will I always watch this movie? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half because from a movie perspective, there's a lot wrong with plot holes and decisions and the action was out there and crazy. But I can't call it a crap movie or give it less than average because it's still one that's on my list of I will watch anytime, anywhere because it's entertaining. It's fun. It makes me laugh like hard, like tears streaming down my face hard. And I know all the jokes. I can almost quote most of the dialogue to you without help, but it still makes me laugh and I still have a good time. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'll watch this movie anytime with anyone, uh, especially if they're a first timer because it's just hilarious. So there it is. Uh, Alec. I'm up next. I think I'm going to come in a little bit lower to three. I think this movie, what makes this movie great is also what hurts it. Mm. You have great chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And because of that, I care very little about anybody else on the screen. Um, it makes it good, but it also leaves those big holes and questions that you have. Like, I don't even remember the girl's name, but she, <laughs> the witness is very forgettable. Like yeah. she's, she should be kind of a main focal point in this, and she's not. Yeah. <laughs> she's worse than a side character um, at that point. I mean, I enjoy watching it each time that I do. It's funny. It gets laughs going. Uh, but it's it's almost like its own worst enemy in the sense that the great things that make it great are also things that kind of like, oh, well, you know, this, 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 or this. Uh, but, yeah, three for me. I'll watch it pretty much anytime, anywhere, unless something else is on. I'm no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's Julie, by the way, and the reason she's part of the reason she's so unforgettable is not only that dynamic, but the fact that Tia Leone plays her. And look, Tia Leone was famous in the '90s for some reason, but I don't remember why. So she got put in this movie because she was famous. So that's about the extent of it. Love it. Yep. <laughs> when I remember the fact that that uh, Dan Marino was in the second one more than I do Tia Leone was in the first one, you know, you had a problem with who you put in the film. <laughs> Um, Mattson, bring us home, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Alec took most of my points, so I don't think I'll add a lot, but I'll say three. Definitely one of the more watchable threes that we'll rate. Um, I mean, everyone else kind of gave the points of why it's it's enjoyable, but why it's not when you're we're rating this as a standalone movie against others. It's got a lot of plot holes and things, but it's a very enjoyable movie. And I think when you think about what happens in Hollywood these days, especially with like the academy awards and some of those films are like that movie won an award this is this that type of movie where it's never going to win anything like that never come close to it but hell yeah i'd rather watch this movie than like eight out of ten best picture ones because those movies are weird obscure odd you know what you're going to get with this movie every single time in like uh mcdonald's i don't really eat there but like taco bell all those places are like why do they still make money it's because people know exactly what they're gonna get how it's gonna taste it makes them feel a certain way and that's bad boys i like it and agree completely there it is all right alec tell everybody they can find us happy to so thank you for tuning into our review of bad boys a great classic good jokes better vibes and what more can you really ask for um, really, that cannot be understated in uh, today's day and age with movies. Uh, so let us know in the comments what you thought of our verdict. And if you agree or don't, is this a go big movie or a go home movie?
tell you what, we missed an opportunity there with our rating system. (laughs) Too too late now. (laughs) Uh, Special shout out for our current patrons, the Return of the Ginge, Will Carlson and Richard. Uh, This selection was brought to you by the Return of the Ginge, but I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty stoked for Will Carlson and Richard to get in on the selection process. I uh, Q1 picks are off the hook. I hate them all, but it's going to be fun. Uh, The Patreon is where you get in on those exclusive picks, so be sure to check us out there at What's Our Verdict. Uh, With that, I'll kick it back to the Colossus of Clout, the great Bambino, AJJ. Yeah, thanks, Alec. And uh, yeah, it was good times. I love reviewing this movie. Um, and we'll always, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematic out. <laughs>